So we're going to get right into it. These are things that gamers say that are odd and often wrong. Um, and I'm going to hit you guys with a new one that caught, caught me completely off guard because I just saw it like minutes before recording this. And trust me, I've been trying to record this particular discussion slash video for a while. Um, if you do hear my child in the background, cause she's a little hype bee, she likes to throw in her little tidbits every now and again, just ignore it. Cause again, that's what she does. But the first one I'm gonna throw at you is industry standard frame rates. I, I, there is there there is there is no way no way in the world that people think that throwing that word salad together sounds until actually people do think that okay <laughs> there are no industry standard frame rates because frame rates to games are variable because the way your system reads the code that is thrown at it is one always going to be different depending on what platform you're using and two your frame rate is also going to depend on how much code it has to read through. Like whatever your engine is that's on your game console, it's going to depend on how often or how much your how much of that code your game is going to have to read through. Frames are a rotational thing. They are constantly in rotation. Think of think of frame rates like the tires on a car. They are constantly rotating when they're on the move. So, if you have more code to read, your frame rate is likely going to be slower. Now, you can lock your, semi-lock your uh, game at a particular frame rate. That doesn't mean it can't slow down. But you can lock it at a frame rate lower than what your platform is capable of running it at to keep it from having a ton of slowdown but frame rates are literally rotational checks like your game code is just being run through a series of checks on a, a constant basis that's why you have 60 frames per second that means it's checking your game's code 60 times in a second so 30 frames per second is checking your game's code 30 times in a second which, yes, that does visually affect how you see things for most people. Some people can't tell the difference. I'm one of them that can. So you're, you're gonna have a different look for 15 frames to 30 frames to 45 frames to 60 frames to 75 and so on and so forth, if you're getting what I'm saying. If your system is capable of running through all of the code or the code is managed in a way that allows your system to run through all of the code 60 times within a second then you're going to have 60 frames per second but there is no industry standard frame rate Ugh. and that, that, that hearing or seeing them like there there's no way there is no way that people should think that this is the case but they do for some reason because when you throw in industry standard in front of something people believe that there's just some group of companies out there that just got all together and say, yo, hey, this is what we're going to do. And if you can't meet this requirement, then you don't release it. That has yet to happen. And I doubt it ever will, because then that would mean that people are going to be making even less money. So, hey, industry standard frame rates, not a thing. 
Item number two up on the docket is Side Story. Now, it's not odd that people will say Side Story in the geek gaming community. It's just that I've seen it misused multiple times. Now, the most recent misuse was people talking about Castlevania Nocturne and saying it's a side story to the main Castlevania continuity, which it is not. It is a spinoff to the main Castlevania continuity. The same thing as the original Castlevania anime that came out years, a few years back. It's a spinoff of Castlevania 3. It's not a side story to Castlevania 3. Here's the difference. And I can say, I, first let me say this, because it's the same thing with remakes and remasters. Like, every remake is technically a remaster, but not every remaster is a remake. It's the different level of effort that goes into it. So, every side story is a spinoff, but not every spinoff is a side story. So, it, it, here's the thing. A side story is going to still be connected to the main story. It's still going to be connected to that particular... Well, it doesn't necessarily need to be the main story, but a side story can still be connected to the continuity, whereas a spinoff doesn't have to be. Side story uses the story elements and things from whatever branch of continuity that they are attaching it to to influence the story that they create. It's like having an, an enhancement to the original story. Whereas a spinoff can use the concept of the story, like the ideas, character names, maybe locations and such, but you change around the story, change things in the story so it's not exactly the same. So it's not like you're going to go and say, oh, we're taking Rondo of Blood and turning that into an anime. It's, no, we're taking the concept of Rondo of Blood and turning that into an anime. That's the difference. It might sound like I'm splitting hairs, but it's actually a difference. The concept of something is not that thing. The idea of something is not that thing. I should know. I talk about game ideas on a regular basis. Next one. Next item up for bids. Spiritual successor. So, again, not an odd term to hear people say or talk about because there are games that are spiritual successors to others. But the last one I remember seeing was someone calling Super Mario Wonder a spiritual successor to Super Mario World. Let me, let me repeat that. Someone called Super Mario Wonder a spiritual successor to Super Mario World. Not just one of its many successors, a spiritual successor. So let me explain what a spiritual successor is for those who may not know. A spiritual successor is a game made with the idea of copying or paying homage to another game's concept for a series that is either dead or ended. So, for example, you could say One Step from Eden is a spiritual successor to Mega Man Battle Network because it's using a similar concept, but it's not Mega Man Battle Network. It's still its own thing. 
A sequel, I mean successor, not sequel. A successor is something that comes behind something in a line of things. That's it. Super Mario is not a dead series. So, Super Mario Wonder is just one of the successors of Super Mario World. It's the latest in a long line, but it's just one of them. It's not a spiritual successor because the series hasn't ended and it isn't dead. And it's also using the same worlds, the same characters, the same items, the same concepts, maybe some evolved, but still, it's still in the Super Mario realm. So it wouldn't be a spiritual successor. And I remember seeing, I was like, how? That, that's not how that works. Like, if we're just gonna be throwing out terms at any time, and those terms don't actually mean what we're saying they mean, that's going to cause a problem. And you're gonna end up confusing more people than not. On to the next one. The next phrase is holding back. And this is often used in reference to Nintendo platforms as of late versus everything else in the market. Which is funny because without a lot of the stuff that Nintendo platforms do, other things on the market wouldn't have ground to stand on. So it's, it's the weirdest thing that people will say, well, Nintendo's platforms are holding back performance of everything else. How? I, I would love to know how Nintendo having their individual platform be different from other platforms is holding everyone else back. Especially when there are games that don't go to Nintendo's platform. Who do you blame for those games not working well then? I mean, and let's be honest, uh, Prince of Persia The Lost Crown is actually showing that if you utilize Nintendo's platform first and then go to everyone else, your game isn't held back. It actually gets better because you're moving to hardware that is able to utilize a lot more wattage and power versus a handheld that maxes out at potentially 20 watts because you're using something that is constantly on a battery. But I think it actually it maxes out at like 15. But I think potentially it can be pushed to 20 depending on the game and if the console is overclocked. But again, how is this platform holding everything else back? But then again, if that's the case, then does that mean people with PCs that use lesser parts are holding back people on PCs that have higher quality parts? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Because in, in this situation, the PCs are still comparable to each other because they're actually using the same code and same coding libraries, even though there's still problems with that because there could be different CPUs and GPUs in them, but they're still actually using the same code. Whereas consoles, well, yeah, you can use the same codes to put a game on consoles, but you're probably going to be hit with a lot of performance issues because consoles should have their own specific libraries encoding for shaders and things that are different from PC should be so what's really holding what back at that point again it's just that people say things and they say it without actually understanding what they're saying they say it with an idea of a concept 
but the idea of the concept is actually incorrect. Next one. And since we're already on this thought train and dealing with Nintendo anyway, um, the term power gets misused a lot. And I know colloquially people say it is a way to say capability, but when you're talking power, you're not necessarily talking about the capability of a machine, but you're talking about one aspect of the capability of a machine. Now, for all the people that are into tech and understand tech very well, if I misexplain this, forgive me, um, I'm still learning. But I think I get the general concept, so I'm going to do my best to explain it. In a general sense, power is the draw of wattage or energy that a platform or thing is using. So, for example, Nintendo Switch runs off of a battery with a finite amount of space. So they had to work within that idea for the console to be able to work well. So, portably, you don't have your system die on you within 30 minutes from a full battery. That's where power comes into play. Whereas something like a desktop computer or PS4, PS5, Xbox One, or series platforms, they're tied to the outlet and your TV at home. They're stationary, so they could be allowed to draw more wattage, which would then make some things more easy for their particular platforms to do because they are stationary. They're not moving. They're not changing location. You don't have the you don't have the threat of the power going out in general unless your electric goes out or your breaker su switches on you on accident. So the power draw from those machines can be higher, which yeah, in in some instances can help out the performance of the hardware. That doesn't necessarily make the hardware more efficient than mobile platforms, which are based upon being efficient, so that they can do more with less, i.e. less power, being able to still play the same game. So, even if the, the game doesn't quote-unquote run as well on the mobile platforms, it's still capable of being played on the mobile platforms because of the efficiency of the hardware. At least that's the idea that they're supposed to be designed around. Not using as much power to be able to do something similar, not exactly the same. So when people throw out the power argument, again, they're only really talking about one aspect of the whole. Because the computational capability of each machine is going to be different based upon one, this architecture, and two, what other layers it is are coded on it. So you're, you're going to run into a lot of potential situations where something isn't going to quote unquote run as fast or have, <laughs> or have industry standard frame rates <laughs> that other things will have. Oh man, that, that's, that's still horrible. That, that, that one's still horrible. But um, yeah, so if I miss explain that, Somebody get down in the comments and at least correct what I said. Um, otherwise, I'm going to be done here with this particular idea. Now, if people have other terms or things that they have heard that they would like me to do an explanation on. Firstly, I'm going to ask that you have an example of what you want me to talk about. 
because it may not be a term I'm familiar with. And if it isn't something I'm familiar with, I'm not gonna be able to explain it. Now, if you show me an example of what you want me to talk about, I will be able to do so. Um, yeah, of course there are gonna be certain things that I am familiar with just because we all share the same space and certain things get floated about on a regular basis. But again, if there is something that you guys would like, cause I, I wouldn't mind doing a series of these terms or words or whatever phrases that are either one incorrectly used or that people don't understand when they say them or even because it could be implied or inferred based upon what they said people are making up new terms that actually don't have the meaning that they think they would have based upon what the meaning of the actual words actually is so uh yeah i know that was a whole mouthful but if anybody's interested in me doing that please let me know um my email is linked on youtube so if you come up with anything just email it to me and let me know what what it is and i will start cataloging them and put together videos doing these discussions otherwise thank you guys very much for listening thank you guys and here's up for more stuff for me and until the next time enjoy your games and peace out everybody this is andre the game idea guy and i'd like to thank you once again for tuning in um if you would be interested in supporting my efforts in content creation please head on over to Amazon and look up the Game Idea Guide Presents Gaming Word Search, and you will find both Volume 1 and Volume 2 up for sale. Thank you very much once again, and I hope to be able to create more content for you in the future. Peace out.